100.9 WCMP, your home for country music here in East Central Minnesota. My name is Joe Keyport, and I am joined by Pine County Board Chair Steve Holland. Good morning, Steve. How's it going? Uh, great. Thanks for having me. Of course. We just wrapped up deer season. Do you, were you out and hunting this I, year? I was. Um, you know, I saw some deer. <laughs> nice. I didn't pull the trigger. Didn't pull the trigger? No, but that's all right. I had a good yeah. time. Uh, we... Um, that's the way it goes sometimes. It's called deer hunting. Yeah, absolutely. It's more fun sometimes to just hang out than it is to uh, know, do, ab- do the work at that point. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, that, the, you know, the work stops after the deer's on the ground, or yeah, work starts. starts yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, it is a, it's a great sport, and, mm-hmm. you know, about a half a million people in Minnesota do it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a huge uh, economy driver oh, for absolutely. Pine County, and so... Um, we're, we've been very concerned about mm. the spread of CWD, yeah. and, and they found that uh, small little uh, area here in Southern Pine County where a, where a deer was infected mm. in a deer farm. Uh, so um, we're we're in an area where they're they're really watching mm-hmm. and trying to check as many deer as possible. I have not heard. Uh, the results of any of those tests okay. yet. But those... on opening weekend, I did go to the armory where they had the tests set up. Mm-hmm. The governor was there. Uh, he hunted locally here in Pine County, and then he was at the testing site. The commissioner of DNR was mm-hmm. there. The ag commissioner was there. The chairman of the uh, Natural Resources Committee was there. Mm-hmm. So I, I really believe they... Uh, they are serious about trying to put a, uh, as much effort as yeah. they can into making sure this doesn't spread to the wild deer herd. Yeah. So uh, we just think it will be devastating to to uh, Pine County and all of our surrounding counties uh, if, if deer hunting had to drastically be reduced or for some reason. Oh, absolutely. Have you talked to any of any commissioners or anything from some of like the northern counties where it's affecting them? It... I, I've I've briefly talked to some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had this this terrible case in Bright Beltrami County mm-hmm. where a guy truly was um, he 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 had deer die in his deer farm mm-hmm. and instead of disposing of them properly and informing authorities he loaded them up and hauled them to public land Mm -hmm. and dumped them in the woods yeah uh completely the wrong answer um and so now they're gonna figure out how how are they gonna what's the strategy for cleaning that up and um making sure it doesn't spread to the wild deer herd yeah you know terrible terrible thing so we don't want that to happen ever so Anyway, there is some movement afoot to um, uh, possibly uh, have a buyout program for the um, deer farms in Minnesota. Um, St. Louis County has passed a resolution um, putting a moratorium on any deer farms in their county. Okay. Uh, I believe it will be on the agenda in Pine County to oh, do okay. something similar uh, sometime in the near future. More more to send a message to the legislators that we need to do something. Yeah. We we need to do something. So not not to spread doom and gloom. No, but, no, no. But no. reality is um, it's a big 
it's a big event, mm-hmm. and, and uh, uh, some would argue the biggest event that goes on in 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 our rural counties all year long. Oh, absolutely, is, is deer hunting. And yeah. I think we, my family has property kind of near Duquette. And so just thinking that Friday, the Friday of, or sometimes when you go out for lunch on Saturday, Banning Junction's full of people that you never expect, full of people. And Duquette General Store is full of people that you don't see before. And it's just, it's if that's all impacted, that's <laughs> yeah. a, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. So so hopefully we're on the right track to, mm-hmm. to curb that. We, we met with... Uh, with our area of legislators mm-hmm. uh, after our county board meeting last week, uh, Representative Nelson and Senator Rarick. And, of course, we talked about mm-hmm. CWD. And um, uh, so so they know how important it is. They they know. Yeah. They both hunt. Yeah. <laughs> they both grew up here. They they know. We, mm-hmm. we're, we don't have to preach to them about the importance. And mm-hmm. so they will carry the message for us, I'm, I'm very certain. Um, some of the other things that came out of that that meeting were, um, of course, broadband. Mm-hmm. And as you know, uh, you've sat in on several of those yeah. land and broadband meetings, and now we're doing some more. We the Pine County received a hundred thousand dollar grant from the Blandon Foundation mm-hmm. to do some actual projects, mm-hmm. uh, and we're brainstorming about what those projects might be, and we're in the process of doing gotcha. that right now. Did you sit on in on those two sessions they had I, earlier this month? I did. I yeah. did. And so we're, we're developing some projects okay. like, um, uh, you know, education, maybe, maybe um, setting some money aside to help those people where the, where the fiber goes right in their ditch mm-hmm. and, and what would it take to hook that person yeah. up? You know, it's, it's very discouraging to people. And, and so, um, we're looking at some, if we, ideally, if we could find 20 projects that cost $5,000 each, mm-hmm. it'd be great because yeah. it, it would spread the wealth around, so to speak. But, mm. um, I, and I think we probably will. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, some other some other things that we mm-hmm. talked to our legislators about was was out of home placement. Okay. Uh, as you know, you've been around county board meetings mm-hmm. enough to know that um, out of home placement is a is a big coster to mm-hmm. counties like Pine County, up to two million dollars a year. Oh wow! Yeah. And and so that's all levy money. That's mm-hmm. that's uh, um, something that we we believe the state should take a bigger role in. Yeah. And so uh, we talked to our legislators about that. Um, community corrections mm. uh, is another thing. It irks me when I hear the state has a surplus in their budget. Yeah. But they made a they made an agreement with us probably uh, 20 years ago that said they'd pay, uh, I, th- I believe it was 55% of a, uh, county correction officers pay mm-hmm. or and and uh, but they keep prorating that in the last year it was down to like 29 percent so yeah it's <laughs> you know yeah I, I say um, until you've made all those programs that you said you would fund until mm-hmm. you've made them whole mm-hmm. you don't have a surplus no and so don't tell us that um uh, adult mental health is kind of that same issue. Okay. 
I think we we um, I don't I don't pretend to be a mental health expert. Mm-hmm. I just know that we have um, too few people working in that arena. It's very mm-hmm. it's a very challenging career. Ad, um, children's mental health and mm-hmm. adult mental health, and so uh, we we have no place to go with some of those people. So unfortunately, some of those people end up in our jail population, yeah. and uh, we're not equipped to handle them in a jail any, either, mm-hmm. and, and they need something better than a jail bed. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to do? How, how can we fix that mm-hmm. issue? Um, and we don't think it should get fixed on the backs of, of uh, county taxpayers. No. It's a statewide problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, PILT, which is a program called Payment in Lieu of Taxes, is something that's always been on one of our top lists because um, years ago um, when when large blocks of land in the 30s went tax forfeited, Mm -hmm. the state said, we'll we'll manage those for you and we'll pay you something for that in payment in lieu of taxes. Yeah. Well... That's all fine and dandy. That's how Namadji Forest and St. Yeah. Croix State Forest came about and Shanguatana. And, and and the problem is they're paying us less than what the value uh, of that okay. what is. And and so the, the thing that happens now is somebody in Swift County or mm-hmm. Brown County sells a section of land to the DNR mm-hmm. And and so then they get a pilt payment uh, based on the value of that land of ten thousand dollars an acre, mm-hmm. and they're paying us on a value of less than five hundred dollars an acre. So we just want it to be fair. fair. Yeah, just make it fair. And that's something I one of the other people here at, at Q Media he goes to the Canaba County Board meetings, yeah. and that's something that's always every other board meeting. Usually that board there is frustrated with pilt payments and. Yep. The way that tax affects them. The, the northern counties, actually, we, we have a coalition of counties mm. that, that has put together a great study yeah. of, of market values of that land. And, you know, um, Aiken County, actually 52% of their land holdings is are held by public entities. Oh, wow. And so it's a huge deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal to us, you yeah. know. Uh, but... Uh, we're, we'll continue to work mm-hmm. on that and and uh, see where it leads us. But I, I I think we've got some more education to do with yeah. people. Um, we we just want it to be fair. Yeah. Which which leads me to taxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard Joshua ranting about mm-hmm. taxes and um, jokingly saying he's thankful to pay him, and I'm <laughs> thankful he's paying him. Uh, but. Um, you know, taxes are the way they have determined in the state of Minnesota we pay for things. Yeah. So uh, local property taxes pay for township run government, uh, the school buildings, mm-hmm. uh, and and county, uh, certain things that counties do. Yeah. And mostly public safety takes the mm-hmm. most of our money, and then uh, roads and um, just general government takes yeah. the rest of it, but uh, 
the county taxes went up 3.6%. That's how much our levy went up. Okay. Now, you might argue with me and say, my taxes went up. More than that. 15%. Yeah. Well, it's because something might have happened at your home. Okay. Maybe you built an addition. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you built a pole shed five years ago and and uh, you forgot to tell somebody that you built it and now they did, came and re, re-evaluated yeah. the property and they found the pole shed or, or the pole shed was built with a dirt floor and mm-hmm. 15 years ago and five years ago you poured a cement floor and put heat in it and oh yeah uh, it, it does change the value of it yeah and and uh if you had for instance um ag homestead credit mm-hmm. which is the lowest value you're going to pay mm-hmm. um and you sold all your farmland now you don't have that ag credit anymore so yep. that's going to change change yeah yep so um there's a there's 61 classes of property we would be here for about 61 hours <laughs> yeah. trying to explain them all. Break down each and every but, one of them, yeah. <laughs> but there, there's really three major classifications. There's one for for homes, mm-hmm. and, and you pay 1% of value on a home. There's uh, ag land, mm-hmm. and you pay 0.5% of value on ag land, okay. agricultural land. And then there's commercial property, and you pay 1.5% of value. So three people could have a $250,000 piece of property. Mm -hmm. And if you were agriculture or just a homeowner or a business owner, you would pay your taxes would be significantly different on those pieces of property. Okay. So it's it's hard concept for for people till they they actually see it on paper. Mm-hmm. But the other thing legislatively they've done is is um, as as values go up, mm-hmm. your your homestead exemption goes down. Okay. So uh, that wasn't always the case, but they changed that a few years ago legislatively. So. As homes become higher value homes, you might live in the very same home. I live in the same home I lived in. We built that home in 1992. Okay. The value has increased about five times. Oh, wow. uh, Over those Mm -hmm. 29 years. So um, my homestead credit has, has diminished. Yeah. It's nothing right now. I get agricultural credit because I have agricultural land. Mm -hmm. But... Um, because the value of that home has increased, and and uh, you know, in these in these times mm-hmm. when people think their home is valued too high, they probably haven't checked. Gotcha. Uh, most people, uh, because interest rates have been low, mm-hmm. that I've talked to that have uh, checked into refinancing, and anytime you refinance, they have to have a an appraisal done, yeah, and they come out, and the appraisal's probably a hundred and fifty, two hundred thousand dollars more than the county says it's worth. Yeah. So, um, there, and the people that do the appraising are human beings; they mm-hmm. could make a mistake. So, if you if you think your value is really out of whack, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Call the assessor's office. Make an appointment. They'd be more than happy to sit down with you. Gotcha. That's that's my message for today. Yeah. Set, you know, it's fine to go to the coffee shop and complain, mm-hmm. but find out why. Yeah. Why why did my why did my value increase by two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars? I didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, maybe there's maybe a, something happened. Yeah. There's X number of factors that go right. into it. Right. And it's important to interact with the people who your taxes pay to help make sure things exist. So. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Well, cool. Is, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about this morning? or? Well, I think we covered the waterfront pretty good. Okay, awesome. Well, <laughs> thank Steve, you. thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. You've been listening to a Q Media Group production.